special this week. Hello and welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast packed with things to do. My name is Bex and in this episode, Dan is at the Lawn Tennis Association to get coaching from a top tennis pro. We're chatting all about the UEFA Euro 2020 football tournament. And we've got some summer sporting crafts to keep you inspired. We're going glow-in-the-dark bowling. Every week in Activity Quest, we get out and about to find out what is happening near you. Now, Dan recently popped to the Lawn Tennis Association for a one-on-one session with a top tennis pro. The Lawn Tennis Association is a Wimbledon fan's dream. You know when you stand at the top of a hill... And look down and all you can see is fields and hedgerows and sheeps all around you. Uh, Being at the Lawn Tennis Association, all you can see is tennis courts. Tennis courts for miles around. They swarm you. It is absolutely fantastic. The first exercise that my coach Sam took me through didn't even have rackets. Not a racket to be seen. It was all about working with your feet making sure you knew the proper way to stand, how you moved from left to right to give yourself the best chance when you could hold the racket. There's about yeah about 25 plus courts here at the National Tennis Centre and we are on the, the little courts which are designed for small people. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to show you a couple of exercises from the new LTA Youth Programme. Specifically, these are exercises that are designed for very young kids, so starting out in the sport around about four, five, six years old old but don't worry they're pretty basic we're going to be working on your sort of general balance and coordination and movement skills but we're going to have a lot of fun as well uh, <laughs> that's like nothing i've done in a long long time so we did one two three different exercises uh just take us through what we did how i got on and then set up the big match well i think you did extremely well considering dan you haven't played tennis in a while but we did a warm-up where we were challenging your agility and balance and you got the hang of that very quickly i was impressed with that then we did a basic bit of floor tennis so warming up our orientation skills our sending and receiving just tracking the ball working on our recovery again you nailed that very very quickly and then we went into playing the game and that's fundamental part of youth is actually playing tennis and so we got you know hitting over the net to targets uh and again i'm quite impressed with how quickly you got the hang of that i know we're both a bit out puff but it is a hot day today now i'm a very fair weathered sports fan so when it's the six nations i'm big into my rugby at the moment we're recording it's the euros hugely into football it's wimbledon in not too long a month or so's time loads of people will be watching will be getting into tennis Uh, what can they do just at home to try and improve their tennis skills you're absolutely right. Can't wait for Wimbledon. It's my favourite time of the year. I, I love it. Sort of silly season for tennis and the whole nation becomes uh, tennis lovers. And I think that's one of the great things about tennis is uh, you don't necessarily need to get onto a court, although there are loads of public courts and easy to book. Uh, you can do little exercises either in the park or in your back garden or even in the comfort of your own living room that will help you develop your skills for tennis. You know, even if that's thrown against a ball against the wall and catching it basic sending and receiving and balance and agility and coordination there's a million little things you can do at home that are all going to help you become a more proficient tennis player 
and you're helping people out, aren't you? Through the summer, you've just launched a brand new scheme. This is LTA Youth, isn't it? Tell us a bit more. Yeah, so we launched LTA Youth earlier this year. Um, it's quite exciting. I've been, uh, it's been a real privilege to be involved in it, actually, because I'm a you know, big fan. It's my passion is getting more kids into tennis because I believe, obviously, it's the best sport. Uh, and as a child, I fell in love with it, and I hope I continue playing for the rest of my life. Uh, but, yeah, it's a big, big program. Um, we trained over 2,500 coaches. We're trying to get it in schools as well, so we've trained thousands and thousands of teachers. But it's the first of its kind. It's a really exciting program. Uh, it's very different. It's based on the latest insight, research, and science on, as to how children learn. But it's all about when children come on court, we want to keep them active. We want them to be having fun, having a good time. We want them to be making decisions. They need to be challenged appropriately so it's not too difficult, not too easy. But most importantly, it's got to look and feel like the game of tennis, even from a very young age. And then it was time for the match. Me, not a very good tennis player. Hardly played too much, but very competitive. I love the sport. Taking on full adult, grown-up tennis coach, Sam. I wonder how this would go. <laughs> Uh, waterproof microphone, I hope, with the sweat. So, um, how did we do? What was the score? Talk me through it. So, we just played a championship tiebreak, first to 11 points. Um, pleased to report that I narrowly got the win. I think it was 11-5, 11-6. It was pretty close. Had some amazing points, some great rallies. But highlight for me was actually you hitting those two winning drop volleys back-to-back, which is, which is class. Well done. Well, I feel like... I might not have all of the tutorials yet. I might not, you know, know my ropes, but you can't fight the technique. You can't hide pure skill like that. <laughs> you certainly can't. <sighs> I've had such a brilliant time. Uh, Sam, my tennis coach, was amazing. Uh, he was a tall dude, so I knew he was going to be fantastic at tennis. Uh, really good with the racket, but it doesn't matter that he was much better than me and then beat me at the game that we played at the end. He was fantastic at making tennis really easy for me to understand. I think when I've played before, I thought it was as simple as holding the racket, whacking the ball and hoping it would get in the court. But he taught me some feet exercises using red and blue colours, using red and blue wristbands to help me figure out what I needed to do at certain times, where my feet needed to go, where my body needed to turn, where my racket needed to try and hit the ball. And I don't think I've ever had tennis made as accessible as that before. But sure, I lost the game. But he is an industry standard tennis coach at the National Tennis Centre, the home of tennis. And I'm just someone with a big heart and maybe a little bit of talent, hopefully. Uh, so I'm not too annoyed that he beat me. It was just fantastic to learn. LTA, they are brilliant. And you've got to go and look them up if you are at all inspired by Wimbledon in a few weeks' time. And so just tell us one more time what's going on. Just tell us all about the LTA and how we can get involved, get kids playing tennis. Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, if you want some ideas of things you can do at home, either in the living room, in the garden, down the local park, if you go to the LTA's website, lta.org.uk, you can, there's a whole tennis at home section. So LTA youth and then tennis at home, lots of different ideas you can do uh, at home on your own with your mum, dad, brother, sister, dog, whoever. Um, but then if you're looking to get into tennis, uh, we have the LTA youth start courses. So those are courses that are run up and down the country at different parks and clubs. They cost uh, 29.99 plus five pounds PMP. And for that, you get your own racket, 
with three balls. You get a shirt, you get your wristbands, and most importantly, you get six group coaching lessons with an LTA accredited coach. So it's pretty good value for money. Um, we've had over 100,000 kids that have booked onto one of those start courses in the last couple of years. So for me, I would just say that's a, the perfect uh, opportunity, perfect way if you're interested in trying tennis, getting into tennis, then have a check out LTA Youth Start. That's pretty cool. Thanks very much, Dan. Uh, lovely. The LTA Youth is the coaching programme of the Lawn Tennis Association. And for all of the details, head to lta.org.uk. Remember, the rules on what we can and can't do have changed a little bit recently, so you should always check before you travel, book in advance where you can, and always follow the guidance wherever you are. And whatever you get up to, whether it's playing tennis or something else entirely, we want to know. Leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this, or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest, and we'll read out our favourites next week. All right, here's what else is happening across the UK. Dan and Bex are live on stage in London this summer, August 27th and 28th. They're putting on shows Bookworms Live, all about stories that we love and authors that inspire us, and Science Weekly Live, packed with cool experiments and daring stunts. Those two shows are happening as part of the Underbelly Festival in London. Underbellyfestival.com is the place to book. As part of the UEFA Euros, there's a football village at Potter's Fields Park alongside Tower Bridge and the River Thames, offering a family-oriented celebration of football. There'll be selected match screenings, music, food and drinks, sports and UEFA partner activities, plus on-stage live performances and more. There's also a fan zone in Trafalgar Square where you can watch the England games on giant screens. That's free, but you'll need an entry ticket. Search UEFA Festival London to find out more. Schools, families and communities across the UK are encouraged to sign up and share their commitment to holding a sports day. That's because the 19th to the 25th of June is National Sports Week. Hey, we told you it was a sporting-themed episode. Everyone who signs up will receive free resources from the Youth Sports Trust, including the ultimate guide to staging an inclusive sports day, top tips on harnessing the power of sport to bring young people together, and advice on how to give young people a voice in organising their own sports days youthsporttrust.org and Mega Magazine needs you. They're on the hunt to find the nation's favourite superhero team. Whether you're an Avengers superfan or a lover of all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mega wants to hear your opinion. Check out the latest issue of Mega Magazine to get the scoop on the main contenders, cast your vote and be in with a chance of winning an epic prize. Plus, you'll find Roblox challenges, superhero posters, Fortnite facts, a Pokemon quiz, five amazing gifts, and loads more. Make your month mega with the new issue of Mega Magazine out today. Remember, check before you travel, book in advance, and always follow the guidance wherever you are. Plus, whatever you do, tell them Activity Quest sent you. By the way, if you've got somewhere you think would be perfect for an Activity Quest episode, it could be an activity near you or something that you run. Tell us all about it. Email activityquest at funkidslive.com. 
Okay, now, there's a very special football tournament happening right now. It's the UEFA Euros. It's a competition that sees teams from across the continent go head-to-head to try to figure out who's top of the game. Now, we've had about a week of the European Championships all over Europe, properly getting in the football spirit right now. Uh, and to find out more about it, we've got a proper football commentator on the line with us. Gary Taphouse, thanks for being there. Hi, Dan. Thank you so much. Now, Gary, uh, as I said, we've had like a week of the Euros so far. I know they're all around Europe. Normally, they're in one nation. Can you tell us just a little bit more about the tournament and, and where we could find it around countries? Well, you're right. Normally, it is held in one country. Um, UEFA decided to UEFA run European football. They decided to do an experiment uh, for this tournament where you'd have 12 different host cities Um, who would all host a number of games and they decided to hold the semi-finals and the final at Wembley in London. Um, They had to jig things around a little bit because of the the COVID pandemic. So we're down to 11 cities. Um, Some of the games had to move, for example, Dublin in Ireland weren't able to host any games uh, because of their COVID restrictions. So they were moved to Seville in Spain. Um, But yeah, so England are quite fortunate. They're playing almost all of their games at Wembley. I think if they uh, are in the last 16, they'll play in Rome. But other than that, if they get to the final, all of their games will be at Wembley. Um, Obviously, Russia are playing their group games in Moscow. Italy are playing theirs in Rome. So uh, some teams, not all teams, but some teams have got a bit of home advantage in the group stage, everyone plays three group games and then uh, there are tables of four and the top two teams in each group go through to the, uh, the last 16 um, and you get a couple of the third uh, place teams as well. So some, some teams will be very lucky and finish third in their group and still go through um, to the round of 16. And if you get through the round of 16, then you're in the quarterfinals and then the semifinals and then the final. It, it seems like it's quite hard to be knocked out of this tournament if, <laughs> because it's, it's four of the, the third place teams get through to the round of 16. <laughs> now, we want to see the home nations do well. England, I mean, so far, have made a pretty good start. Scotland, not so much. Wales had a fantastic win the other day. Uh, who are we looking at as teams that might go quite far? I know that Italy, for instance, have started fantastically. Italy look amazing. Um, they've got Roberto Mancini in charge, who used to manage Manchester City. Um, they've been through a, a, a spell in the doldrums, Italy, where they've been really in the international wilderness. And they brought in Mancini to try and revive their fortunes. And he's done an amazing job. We're used to watching Italy Um, score a goal and then just try and defend for the rest of the game. This Italy side is looking to attack, attack, attack. And obviously they've scored a lot of goals already in the tournament. So they are definitely a team to watch. Obviously France, who won the World Cup uh, three years ago, um, they're looking fantastic. Didier Deschamps, great manager um, with lots of experience of tournament football. The number one team in the world in the FIFA World Rankings is Belgium. And they have a lot of players that we know from the Premier League, um, big, big names like Kevin De Bruyne, for example. So they're obviously uh, ones to watch. Um, and, and obviously England, like I say, they're playing most of their games at Wembley. So that is a massive advantage for the semi-finals and final. It's going to be half full. I think if England get that far, then they'll think they've got uh, an amazing chance. The thing is, Dan, in tournament football, 
you also need a big slice of luck. And that's where perhaps England have fallen down in the past. So maybe this could be their year. Who knows? It's a, it seems a tournament of stars as well. Um, you know, people that we all know from, from the cover of FIFA quite a lot. So you're Kylian Mbappe, you're Harry Gaines, you've already mentioned Kevin De Bruyne, uh, even Ronaldo. He's still um, bossing the whole thing. Who who should we be keeping an eye on uh, through the tournament, Gary? Yeah, well, you mentioned Ronaldo. I mean, he's 36 now, um, although you'd never know it because obviously his fitness levels are absolutely insane. Um, and actually, he's playing alongside Pepe for Portugal, who's 38. Um, so, you know, it, it, there's a lot of old stages out there who have, have rolled back the years during this tournament. And, and let's hope that continues. But obviously, there are a lot of younger players as well. And, you know, if you're an England fan like me, um, you want to see Phil Foden doing well because, you know, he's just turned 20 um, he's had his hair done like Paul Gascoigne back in the old days because people are comparing him to, to Gaza. Um, and obviously he made a great start in, in the opening game. You know, he, um, he hit the post earlier on, didn't he? Um, and, and looked very, very dangerous. So we really want to see the likes of him doing well. There's, there's a lot of young players who, who are getting an opportunity. The, the thing is, are they going to, they're in the squad, but are they going to get a chance in the team? Um, because obviously the, the aim is to win. Um, and for that, you generally want to pick out players who've got lots of experience in these tournaments. So I think a lot of young players are there to get experience of being at a European Championships. They may not necessarily get the chance to play a lot of minutes. Wow, that was amazing. Uh, brilliant stuff. If you can't get enough of football, check out the Ultimate Football Heroes book series where you'll read all about your favourite footballers becoming mega stars. There are over 50 action-packed biographies from Rashford to Ronaldo. Plus, get stuck into the activity in quiz books. Head over to funkidslive.com to find out how to get your copies. OK, now it's time to go from sports to Craft Corner. Last week on Activity Quest, we made glow-in-the-dark jellyfish using glow-in-the-dark paint, and I hope you've still got some of that paint to hand, because today we're making glow-in-the-dark water bottle bowling, and it is easy-peasy. So to make this craft, you're going to need 10 transparent plastic water bottles. Fetch them out of the recycling bin, you can always put them back again after. You need some water and some glow-in-the-dark paint. You'll also need a good sturdy ball, like a football, uh, to bowl down your glow-in-the-dark pins. Step one, remove any labels from your water bottles and fill them with tap water until they're about three quarters full. Step two, into the bottle, squeeze some glow-in-the-dark paint, screw the cap on and shake it all around. About a tablespoon of glow-in-the-dark paint in each bottle should probably do the job. Step three, repeat for your other pins and then wait until sunset. Once the sun has gone down, take your pins outside and arrange them in a triangle shape with one pin closest to you, two pins either side of that, behind it three pins and behind those four pins. Then using your ball, the aim of the game is to knock down as many pins in a single throw as you can. Actually, if you want to find out more about bowling, Connor went in an episode of Activity Quest, Season 2, Episode 8. Just search back in your podcast app to find out the rules. 
Here's Helen with a quick recap for us. Um, the aim of the game in bowling, it's very simple. Ten pins at the bottom of the lane, and the aim of the game is to knock down as many of those pins as you can at a time. Ideally, you want to get all ten down at once, that's a strike. And the aim of the game is to get the highest score you can, and hopefully beat your opponents. Their maximum score is 300, and that is 12 strikes in a row. And there you have it, a fun game you can play that's both good for the planet because we're reusing old materials and good for the body because we're getting active. All right, that's all we've got time for in this episode. Remember, whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. If you've got a venue that you think would be perfect for Activity Quest, well, go to activityquest at funkidslive.com to tell us all about it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids, every weekday from 4pm. See you next week. The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.